Hi, this is Stephanie Hansen with the Makers of Minnesota. I am known for suggesting local products and highlighting Minnesota companies through my networks. I utilize my personal assets with stephaniesdish.com and the Makers of Minnesota podcast to help amplify brands. If you'd like to take that experience a little bit further, I would love to help you. The way we can do that is through social media management, where I help you with your Facebook and your Instagram posts. So many of the entrepreneurs that I know just hate doing social media, and I love it. I can also help you with PR, publicity, getting the word out about your products. Maybe you need some recipe development, or maybe you need someone that can help you find some influencers that will actually move the needle on getting your product bought. You can find me at shansenmarketing at gmail.com. That's shansenmarketing at gmail.com if you want to explore ways to amplify your brand in 2021. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Makers of Minnesota the podcast all about Minnesota, where we talk to cool people doing cool things. And I'm really excited to talk with you today, Jeff. Um, Jeff has a company that, Jeff, do you remember meeting me a while ago at a, I think it was a Midwest Pantry or Ari um, seminar? Yes, I do, as a matter of fact, but I want to make sure that I'm in the right podcast. You said that it's for cool people doing cool things. I want to make sure I'm not cool. Am I still invited? Do you feel decidedly uncool? <laughs> you know, I think coolness is is up to the individual to decide, but today I'm feeling especially uncool, but hopefully that's okay. Yeah, totally, uh, totally <laughs> uncool. In fact, sometimes the nerds and the uncool people are better I just, I, I like to use that tagline simply because, you know, this is a a podcast about makers, but it's not necessarily people that are just entrepreneurs or just making stuff. What I find with entrepreneurs is a lot of them are serial entrepreneurs. So they've got a couple different companies or they do cool stuff personally. Um, Speaking of uh, that, you, I first met you and I was on a panel and I was asked to taste this non-alcoholic beer um, from Hairless Dog. And I thought the packaging was really cool and I liked the concept of it, but I come from a family of people in recovery. So I was sure that the product was just not going to be awesome. So I kind of had all these preconceived notions that I brought to it. And then I drank it and I loved it. And I was like, wow, this really tastes like good full-bodied beer. It didn't taste like, I don't know, like old brands like Klaus Toller. And um, I can't remember the name of the other one that my stepdad used to drink before he went into recovery or after he went into recovery. But I was really impressed with the flavor of your products. And I think I gave you like a five out of five on my form. Oh, thank you. I do remember meeting you. Yes. Nice to talk with you again. Yeah, it is nice to talk to you. And we're in dry January. So your timing is really great for uh, talking about Hairless Dog and how you guys have grown the company. I think that was, was that two years ago? Yeah, uh, I think that was in the very early days when we had just started. uh, We had worked on a few test batches. Um, That was probably 2018, maybe. And yeah, um, we, right. yeah, and we had just gotten an idea, and there wasn't a whole lot of data around non-alcoholic beer consumption. 
um, because it, it's a very unstudied, unsexy, unloved category up until now. No one really cared about it, but uh, we knew there were more people like us. So um, uh, the, the panel was gracious enough to give us their time and give us the floor for a little while, share their thoughts. And I, if I do remember, uh, we did get a pretty good response out of your panel. So thanks very much. That's a good story. I, I do remember it well. Yeah. So the formal introduction for you is Jeff Hollander. Uh, the they is Paul Perner and you guys are business partners and mm -hmm. you developed this beer, this non-alcoholic beer. Can you talk about where your original background came from and why you were interested in a product like this? Well, the reason why I'm interested in a product like this and what originally sparked our curiosity as to whether or not it could be done was a conversation that Paul Perner and I had at a holiday party. We had sort of, uh, Paul and I had been neighbors and good friends for 15 years, but um, both of us quit drinking at about the same time. And there, in, you know, you mentioned recovery earlier, neither of us identify as being in recovery. We just feel better when we don't. So there's really not, there was, especially back then, and this was probably four years ago that we bumped into each other at a holiday party, and we we're the only ones without a drink in our hands. And so each one wanted to know why the other person wasn't drinking, which is standard conversation, because when you, with alcohol, and the hairless dog is not anti alcohol, but alcohol is the only drug that if you don't do it, people want to know what's wrong with you. So Paul and I are instantly assessing what's wrong with you. And and uh, and then we had a conversation about some of the brands that were on the market at that time. And there was really no great non-alcoholic beers. We decided to have coffee a couple days later. Uh, we met over coffee and then we had a concept for a full-bodied, uh, uh, no uh, excuses, no nonsense marketing that was um, you know unapologetic and uh, forward-facing and um, basically made sure that, that it, and, and it was, you know, wanted to be, a, uh, the flavor was just as important as anything. It had to be a full-bodied, bold experience like the craft beers that we loved. And um, so we came up with the idea for Hairless Dog, which is in fact a pun on the um, Dark Ages term. Um, but we had decided that that there wasn't really a whole lot of uh, products like there, like, uh, like this out there. And what we, what we didn't anticipate was that there would be a wind in our sails, um, which was around alcohol that has to do with health and wellness that is really making people drink less and seek out beverages in the non-alcoholic space like hairless dog. Yeah. I, your timing and maybe it's not coincidental, but it feels like I did my first dry January TV segment, I think maybe two years ago, and we've talked an endless amount about mocktails. And it seems like as equally as has risen, this whole mommy wine culture has also risen this mommy mocktail and not drinking dry January, sober September. And you fit right into that whole scene. So is it, I, I mean, are you trying to say like, hey, if you're into wellness and you just want to cut back your drinking or you just want to have an alternative instead of alcohol, this is something that tastes great? Is that kind of the platform without being um, a recovery product, as it were? Yeah. So at at the, um, I guess, at the ground level, hairless dog wants to be known for what it is rather than what it isn't. So we want people to love it as a delicious beverage and a culinary experience first and as a non-alcoholic beer uh, or NA alternative, second. 
Um, so for us, this is very much about creating the best craft beer we can make with a 0.0 process that allows us to be the only craft beer uh, on the market right now with the true 0.0 moniker. Um, and we don't, you know, and you mentioned recovery. We, we, do, we do find a lot of our, uh, uh, you know, consumers in the recovery group do find our product, but we don't actively market this as a recovery um, product because it, it, for one, and the most important thing is the health of the people that use it. Sometimes that can be, you know, different people might have different things that make them um, you know, it might be a trigger sometimes for people. So we don't right, really right. seek that out. Um, and we've just let people to make, make their own decisions. Um, but, uh, what we do find is the growth in a category, which is skewing younger. So we see a lot of our growth coming from Gen Z and millennials. Um, we have a few different groups, um, as far as areas where we expected to see the most growth. But we didn't expect it to see with people that do identify as drinkers. So our biggest base, at least according to data that we have gotten, are in fact the wine moms and beer dads and whatever you uh, whatever terms you, you used um, that do identify as drinkers that are just taking a break for the night or for maybe a month, dry January, mindful March, dry July, October. Uh, or uh, I heard another one the other day. There's all kinds of variations on it. And, and they might be just quitting drinking just for the night or, or might supplement a few of these in with their regular routine. So it's really, our growth is coming from, from all over. Uh, does that surprise really you? Wide. Yeah, yeah, it does. I, I thought our demographic would probably be 40 to 50 year old uh, leans male homeowner, um, you know, kids um, and probably loved craft beer too much. Um, and again, not judging or trying to uh, hairless dog is not about trying to find an opportunity to market to people who have, who have identified as drinking too much. That's not our thing. We just knew there were more people like us in their forties who just frankly wanted to take a break, had been there, done that feel better when they don't drink. And they, and, and they're just like, all right, I get it. I'm ready to, to, I can be a better dad, better spouse, better friend, um, if I'm not drinking. And that's really where we expected the biggest growth to come from. We did not see, you know, people in their, uh, you know, Gen Z and millennials, um, being a part of our growth. So when, what was your background before traveling down this road? It sounds like maybe data and marketing. Yeah, uh, actually, not not data so much. In fact, there's kind of a joke around the around our company that I get um, the people that are in our company tend to be data driven and 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 very interested letting the data guide good decisions. And I'm I'm you know I'm a little bit more like well, what about this and what about this? As CEO, I tend to be a little bit more you know a um, uh, little less cl- close to the to the data than and and but rather we do have an excellent team that that does extrapolate the data that we need. I come from a sales background, so as a CEO, I'm very much sales minded. I've been in sales ever since I was in college. I think when I took a first telemarketing job, I was one of those annoying people that called. Uh, offering um, credit card services and things like that. And I got really good. And um, my dad said, well, maybe you would like to be a salesperson when you grow up. Companies always need salespeople. And I was like, no, dad, I want to be a rock star. 
So I didn't really, I, I didn't really want to uh, pursue sales, but yeah, I've been in sales all my life. Um, I did not have any fun fact, no beverage experience before hairless dogs. So Paul and I took a plunge into this and we knew that we had a beverage that was going to resonate and was going to catch on, but neither of us had the beverage experience. We've learned so much like volumes in the last four years. And we um, have a team around us that very much knows the beverage industry. So that's how we have successfully navigated an industry we weren't familiar with. Okay. So that sounds great. And that's an introduction into two things. One is, I think when you talk about Paul Perner, Dave Perner is Paul Perner's brother. And so there's this whole rock and roll aspect to you guys that's sort of surrounding you. Also, what were you doing before? Because it takes a lot of balls to just decide I'm going to get into the beverage business. <laughs> it's a very yeah. crowded field. It, it, it truly is. Um, I wouldn't trade it for, for anything else. Yes, to your first point, uh, Paul and I do have both have musical backgrounds. Paul's family, family, obviously, there's a legacy there here in the Minneapolis area, very well-known musical family. And uh, so Paul and I both at the core, anytime we do a job interview, one of the questions we ask is, who are your favorite bands? What's your favorite type of music? Because music is to us, if, if um, you know, the, the running a company should be, uh, should be fun. It should be um, equal parts art and science. And um, who, who we are um, as a company is reflected musically to it through each of the individual personalities we bring in on our team to your question about um having the guts to enter this um industry i had um i worked for a wonderful company for about seven years and they were so great over there and um i kind of i treated this as a side hustle and um and i was it, honestly there wasn't a whole lot to do in the early days around 2019 things started to pick up a little bit we uh, went onto the market in uh, July of 2019 when we hit shelves in the metro area with our mass-produced uh, product. And it got to be, by the end of the year, just too much. I was being called out of town uh, for business meetings. Um, and it just so I had to leave the place where I loved. I was in sales. And um, uh, at, at the last December 31st of 2019, 2020, the wind is at our backs. Everything is great. Uh, and then, of course, COVID comes and it creates a very interesting landscape for us for a while. But again, wouldn't trade it for, for anything. So for a lot of people, COVID did, it kind of prevented them from getting into grocery. It prevented them from doing the sampling that they needed to get proof of concept. Were you, you've been, you are in a lot of stores. I see your product all over the place. You have some really good folks in your sales and distribution. Do you use a distributor or? We do. We have distributors around the Midwest and growing. We've brought on, oh, I don't know what, what we're up to now, but we're in, I want to say 30 some states through our distributors, our excellent distributor partners and our amazing retailers that believe in our product and our category and our brand. And our sales team, to your point, does an excellent job. Um, can't do it without them. Yeah, so uh, the, the growth has been good. Um, and, and, and we do have, um, yeah, I think, I think we expect that, you know, in 2021 to be much better than 2020. To your point about COVID, yep. we had very strange first quarter. Sales were down. We thought 
Okay, I was coming back from a meeting that was um, sort of a high level meeting with with a couple of, with a beverage company that said, you know, what, we like your product and we'd like to maybe bring you in uh, through our distributor network. I'm getting back on. The, I've called my part my partner really excitedly, and I tell them what's what happened, and and I think they might take us on. And I'm watching the teleprompter as I'm getting on the plane. Um, of, you know how they have the TVs connected to the ceiling. Yeah, and uh, it talks about how COVID has first hit the United States, and uh, there starts there's an outbreak, and literally by the time the plane landed, there was a certain heaviness in the in the uh, from the, by the time I left to the time the time I got back in Minneapolis, there was already a heaviness because of how the the headlines had just com- turned overnight to to COVID, and uh, we thought, okay, well, let's bear down. Maybe they'll buy non-alcoholic beer too. Turns out they don't. It was it was a little. They they focused on paper towels and Clorox bleach wipes and hand sanitizer and and uh, enough food for a small army. So when they were buying the essentials, and I'm talking about the consumer, uh, uh, non alcoholic beer was not necessarily on that list. Retailers were in fact a little gun shy to bring us in because they said we don't know how um, you know what what the landscape looks like. Distributors did in fact furlough a lot of their employees, and then all of a sudden June or July. Um, there's almost like this pent up demand. It's probably started in about June, and then we couldn't keep we couldn't produce hairless dog fast enough, and so then we were back in full speed mode. And and I guess that's where we are today, as people have realized that okay, COVID is here for a while. We've learned how we could stay safe within certain parameters, um, and and they've incorporated other products that they love back into their life. So we're glad to see that hairless dog now has sort of a steady continuum of, 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 of um, buying patterns. Once again, we've joined sort of that essentials to some people. Yeah. And the product is really good. How many SKUs do you have right now? Right now, uh, four SKUs and we have three more styles coming on the market in 2021 that we're excited about. I, I think I tried the IPA and I felt like it was really, like I said, it tasted decent. It wasn't like it seemed the same as a beer necessarily, but it was like, I couldn't put my finger on it because it did also taste like a beer. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we, we work, we work backwards in trying to create as close of a beer, close of a beer experience as, as you can have and still be a 0.0 product. And is there gluten in the product then? There is. Yeah, we don't. We currently are not making any gluten-free um, beverages. We get asked all the time, though. I mean, we. I mean, I suppose it would make sense to introduce it eventually. Yeah. It, it's a hard thing to do well, I think. So you'll you'll maybe get there uh, in your in your time frame, and it certainly seems like from a lifestyle perspective, I bet a lot of your folks gluten kind of goes through. Some people have like obviously real intolerances. Other people find that it just doesn't agree with them. And then there's people that are kind of the bandwagon. It comes in all all shapes because we're always yeah, trying to yeah. do the health and wellness stuff. You guys have a, a dry January starter kit. Tell me what's in that. So our dry January starter kit, we introduced um, as a way to for the, the customer who might not be familiar with hairless dog. So they might not want to, uh, they might want to, you know, sort of something to hold them through dry January. And they just, they need three six packs just to hold them over. There's a t-shirt in there and two koozies. And it's in a limited edition box done by a very talented 
artist whose work we love. Um, and um, we are, th- that currently is a, when they're gone, they're gone sort of deal. Um, sure. But it, we just felt it was a good way to um, introduce the brand to people who might not be so familiar. And turns out it's resonating really well. Are you, I, I think I've seen you at liquor stores in addition to grocery. That's correct. Is that strategic? Yes. From the perspective of the grocery side is a, is a very, uh, you know, is a little less expected avenue for us. Um, and one that, you know, does make sense to pursue uh, liquor stores. Again, we, we, um, uh, we thought the most logical step in, in the beginning was just to talk to beer distributors uh, who do, a gr- again, our great partners do a good job with getting our product out there. The liquor stores made the most sense. We saw the most, you know, the most uh, pull through at, at liquor stores. And then we started to see grocery stores, um, you know, here in the metro area, a few of the bigger um, grocery chains. Um, can I mention them? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Cub Foods, Lunds, Byerly's, uh, Hy-Vee, um, and the rest um, have have done a great job in getting behind our brand and uh, putting it on shelves. Coburn's, when you start getting a little uh, further out of the metro area a little bit, uh, cash-wise, um, they, they've believed in our product too. So uh, the grocery store set has been uh, has been interesting, and, and it's great to see that that product is resonating on those shelves as well. It's a really different type of distribution, a really different type of pull-through. I think I bought the product there once because I was making chili, and cool. I wanted to make a, a beer chili, and mm-hmm. I wasn't going to be at a liquor store, so it, I saw it, and I was like, oh, I can use this, because I remembered having it. So cooking, I think, is... Because a lot of people braise things in beer, and I mm-hmm. felt like it really was great in the chili that I made. Awesome. What kind did you use? I use the IPA, I think, uh, the green oh, yeah? and black cool. can. Oh, Are great. all the cans, they've got to be different just to mark them. Yeah, and it's interesting that you mentioned that. Um, the current design has a has a white silhouette of a dog on a black background, and just the identifier is a, a little band at the top. Uh, with the color, so that's going to be changing. We'll have we'll be unveiling a new look to our cans uh, probably second quarter of next year. So much of beer and beer marketing and beverage marketing is lifestyle and can. Did you partner with a local agency, or how did you decide to rebrand or to expand on that concept? So the we have a great launching pad in our original designs from the the lockup of the of the of the dog is just fantastic and won a few uh, advertising awards uh, for great design uh, done by a very talented graphic designer and uh, we felt like the time was there to maybe call out some of the uh, and embellish some of the brand standards um, create a little bit of a of some you know, departures from that, you know, sort of the standard black can look. Right. Um, So the next series of designs uh, are going to be much more visually striking. Um, There's, there's, there are a lot more, there's a lot more going on. And I, I, I can sit with one of our new cans in my hand and just study it for a while. But again, I geek out over that stuff. But uh, uh, I, I, I think that I think that people will find our, our new design um, compelling stuff. I do anyway. Yeah, for sure. So how do you market this? Like, how do you get trial? How do you get customers to try it? Well, right now it is difficult. The point you made earlier is very true. 
there's really no sampling going on. Getting customers to try it, I, I think what, what is really interesting is we have a really high net promoter score as a company. And so the data that we've extrapolated shows that a um, someone who tries our product um, has a really high, I want to say it's in the eights range of telling out of 10, of telling someone that they, uh, a friend or a loved one about the about their experience with hairless dog, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. So I think most of our, most of the buzz, no pun intended, is coming from word of mouth. And that's hard to really get data around that, you know, because it's, you can't track it the way you can online activity. But, but yeah, we have a net, we have a high net promoter score. And I think that's really there uh, into getting customers to try it. We do see a lot of online sales happening now in a, in a way that is, is up by 350%. And we think what's going on there is as word gets out, we look at the heat maps where the interest in hairless dog is coming from. It's light years ahead of where it was earlier in the year. And again, it's just, you know, getting the brand out there, brand awareness, you know, and I, and I think ultimately word of mouth has really helped us. I like that you guys did a or have a, a playlist. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad you like that. I curate that every Friday and I'm always like, it, it's just an authentic way. And I don't even know if anybody listens, but every Friday morning, it's my favorite part of, of my week. And I, I load up all of the music that I've been listening to over the past week. I usually try and get about an hour, hour and a half in there. And and it's an authentic way for you know for me to to just communicate, well, this is what I actually like. This is what I listen to. It may not be for everybody. I get that. Some of it's kind of out there. There's some swear words in some of the songs. I understand. May not be for everybody, but um, it's just a way for me to say, this is, you know, this is the music that I listen to. This is authentically who I am, you know, and uh, it's fun. It's fun. I think too, you know, we don't talk about having fun in our businesses very often, but in times like these, where we've been somewhat locked down here for 10 months and everybody's kind of reevaluating what they're doing and why they're doing it, fun and just do you enjoy your day to day is a big part of it. So I kind of viewed that as a way to tie in some of your personal likes to just making your day fun and having a good opportunity to connect with the lifestyle of the brand. Absolutely. Absolutely. We as a company try to uh, extrapolate that out of our out of our employees as well, and just try to get them to to realize what we're doing is unique. And they all come from beverage backgrounds and food science backgrounds and um, data, like data data mining. And where sort of a uh, a path is already sort of blazed for them, you know, it's kind of like this is the way it's done in this industry. But then we come along, and we're like, look, we have a we have a product that, it, frankly, is it's you know uh, you know it. it it was a crazy idea, you know. Uh, it was when Paul and I made this. We're like, I have no idea if people are gonna buy this at all. I mean, and when we heard from retailers that that it was selling out, and we needed to make more, I said to a few retailers, "I'm like, the customers know there's no alcohol in this, right? You know, there's no reason why it should be selling right. like this." So yeah, fun is very much who you know. I, I feel like that's what the brand is about. You know, being your best self and not apologizing. Well, I appreciate you guys being on the program today. I am interested in your product. I've enjoyed it. I was excited to talk to you. I'm going to post this uh, podcast next Wednesday so that we can get some dry January going for the people that are interested in giving you some trial. And I just really appreciate your time today. 
I appreciate your time. Thank you so much and have a wonderful Thanks, day. Jeff. Okay, you too. Bye-bye.